Thank you for the beautiful anthem and also inspirational uh, praise. Thank you. Today's story tells us a very important lesson about faith. It is story. It is what disciples experience. It is just story. But within the story, story there are metaphors about faith. So I'd like to uncover what those metaphors mean in the story. Before today's story, Jesus taught the disciples about the kingdom of God using many different stories, many different parables. And we examined one of them last Sunday. It was a parable of a seed falling on the ground. It is the smallest seed when it was sown, but it has become the big tree where the birds of the air come and rest. But we don't know how that happened. We don't know how the seed grew and became the tree so that the birds of the air can come and rest. Even though we don't know how, but that itself gives us the implication that we should never give up sowing the seed because we don't know. No matter how insignificant the seed may be, when we spread the seed, it may be the smallest seed, but it has a potential to become a big tree because it's what God does. So we should never give up sowing the seed so sometimes we may be helpless, but we should never be hopeless. Sometimes we are helpless, but we should never be hopeless. After these wonderful teachings about the kingdom of God, about faith, about life, Jesus took the disciples to the ocean or to the lake. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. So Jesus took them to the ocean, or uh, the big lake, so they called it ocean, but it is a lake. But in the lake, the disciples encountered a great storm. After teaching all this precious lessons about the kingdom of God, Jesus allowed the disciples to actually encounter a real situation where they had to put into practice what they learned. So it's a real life situation. Jesus wanted to teach them not just in a classroom. He wanted to teach them in a real-life situation. But the disciples failed. The disciples failed. They might have got A's in the classroom, but when they came to the real-life situation, they failed. They were overwhelmed by the size of the waves they faced. They thought that they could handle it. But when they actually saw the waves, 
before they were swamped by the waves, they were swamped by their fears. Fear took over. In the classroom, fear didn't take over. But in a real life situation, the fear took over. So we realize that it is one thing to learn and it is another thing to live out what we have learned. Those two are very different. Knowing a theory and knowing it, and I mean, knowing it, knowing a theory and living that out are two different realities. There are two different levels of knowing. Knowing it in your thoughts and actually living it. If the philosophy is only in your head, that's not real philosophy. But when you live out that philosophy, then you know the philosophy. If you know just principles, you don't really know. But when you really live out that principle, then that principle becomes yours. When you know something with your whole self, then knowledge becomes you. There's no separation between knowledge and you and your existence. The knowledge becomes you. As I often said, when a thing happens to other people, it is a concept. When bad things happen to other children, it's a concept. Oh, too bad. But it's still concept. But when that same thing happens to us, it becomes a reality. When bad things happen to our own children, then it becomes reality. This is so true when it comes to faith. Faith is not something that remains only in your thoughts. It is something that you live out. And after I, uh, before I gave you a story of tightrope walker, this tightrope walker came to Niagara Falls and he went across and he came back. Everybody was so nervous. What if he falls? But he did successfully going back and forth. And when he took the last step, people were just fanatically, they shouted praise. Wow, what an amazing performance. They were so uh, astounded by his performance. And the, the, the Tyro Walker said to the crowd, okay, this time I'll go walk across uh, the Niagara Falls, but this time I'm going to take somebody on my back and then walk across. Do you believe that I can do it? And the, the crowd was, they were shouting, yes, we believe that you can do it. And he asked, any volunteer? <laughs> and no one came. I won't go for it. <laughs> I won't go for it. If it is Tyrone Walker, but if it is Jesus, it is a different matter. So faith in your thought and faith that lives out are quite different. What good is faith if you remain, if it remains only in your thoughts? It's just nice thought. But what good is it 
The kind of faith we need, the practical faith that we need, is not faith in your thoughts, but faith we live. So I wrote this sentence. Faith is not what you think. Faith is what you live. I don't know whether it's grammatically correct or not, but that phrase came to me. Faith is not what you think. Faith is what you live. Faith in your thoughts has no power. No power to defeat fear. There was a purpose. Faith has got to defeat your fear. But if your faith cannot defeat your fear, what good is it? But faith in your thoughts cannot defeat the fear. But faith you live has power to deal with storms in your life. So faith constantly needs to travel from your brain to, to your life situation, from your brain to actual living. What matters in the end is whether we have faith that helps us persevere through our storms. That's the only faith that we need. So ultimately, in the end, doesn't matter how uh, faithful you are coming to church or what, but ultimately, in the end, do you have faith that helps you persevere through your storms. Christian journey is sail through the storms. That's what Christian journey is all about. In the storm, what do you experience? In that storm. In that storm, what we experience is vulnerability. Vulnerability. So ultimately, whether you have faith that can overcome your own vulnerability? That's a question. The kind of faith do you have that helps you overcome your vulnerability? Look at Jesus' journey. And we just finished uh, Gospel Mark. Wonderful book. When you look at Gospel Mark, it is Jesus' journey. What kind of journey was that? Jesus' journey from Galilee to Jerusalem. So he started in Galilee. He was walking along through all kinds of experience and then ultimately to Jerusalem. On the way, he did all kinds of miracles, feeding 5,000, feeding 4,000, and exercising the demons and healing people. Uh, and uh, all kinds of wonderful teachings. So from Galilee, he did all that. But as soon as he went, entered into Jerusalem, he didn't do any miracles. He didn't do any teaching. Only controversy. Only rejection. Abandonment. That's what he experienced in Jerusalem. He experienced vulnerability in Jerusalem. But all this time, he showed maybe the power. But from Jerusalem, he showed his faith. So from power to faith. 
Whenever he performed all these powerful miracles, he said, don't tell anyone. But when he went through hardships and vulnerability in Jerusalem, he said, I am the son of God. Very interesting book. This is well, I mean, the ultimate question for Jesus was whether he had faith to embrace his own vulnerability or not. I think that's the last question. I mean, that's the only question that we have. Do you have faith that can embrace your own vulnerability? This is well described in Jesus' prayer in Gethsemane. Abba Father, for you all things are possible. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. You can see Jesus was very, very vulnerable. We believe in the kind of God. The Son of God was very vulnerable. We believe in that kind of God. We believe in that kind of Son of God. He made himself to be that way. There is a secret hidden in Jesus. That is our Lord and Savior. Our Savior went to the extreme degree of his own vulnerability. That's what he did. And he overcame it through faith. We can see his vulnerability when he said, remove this cup from me. How difficult it must have been for Jesus. Please remove this cup from me. But even then, even when he was most vulnerable, he had faith. That's amazing. That's what's amazing about our Savior. That's what's amazing about our Lord and uh, Jesus, Savior. He didn't follow how he felt. That was fear. That's what you experience when you experience vulnerability. Fear. That's what you experience. But Jesus did not follow what he felt. Jesus followed faith. Even that moment. was amazing about our Lord Jesus. And because of Jesus and because of his faith, we are saved. He didn't take control of his situation. He let God take control. This is what he said. Not what I want, but what you want. In vulnerability, trying to take control of yourself is futile effort. It's a futile effort. In vulnerability, we learn to let go and let God. If you cannot do it, you can never get out of it. You can never get out of your vulnerability. If you don't know how to let go and let God, that's what faith is. That's what faith is. Let go and let God. Our Savior 
showed us the power of faith. And we are saved because of his faith. Jesus even took the cross, ultimately leaving every control in God's hand. That is what faith is. Faith in your thought cannot do that. But faith you live can do that. When Jesus sent 12 disciples, Jesus instructed them. And that, in that instruction, we see what Jesus had in mind. This is what he said. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. What did Jesus have in mind? Jesus wanted the disciples to experience vulnerability, total dependence. You cannot prepare everything and go. You have to depend on people. You will be thrown into totally vulnerable situation. You will have to survive through your faith, not through anything else. They had to ask for food from people. But when you look at Christians who went to indigenous villages, that's not what they did. That's not what they did. They went in to the uh, indigenous village with power and authority. They were not dependent. They made them dependent on them. They were dominant. That's why all these abuses happened. They didn't go in with the desire to serve, but they went in with the desire to conquer, with a sense of superiority. Whatever was happening in Europe, they just transported to Canada in North America, Christendom. Crusade. They took away what was most important to the indigenous people rather than serving them with faith. So I wrote this. Christian journey is not the journey to conquer with power, but to serve with faith. Christian journey is not the journey to conquer with power, but to serve with faith. To take the Christian journey, we have to learn to face our own vulnerability. Without it, there is no journey. The disciples were not just afraid, they panicked. They panicked because they didn't have power to control their situation. Jesus threw, threw them into that situation. They felt totally vulnerable. They had to learn to deal with their own vulnerability. They had to learn to let go and let God, but they failed. It was hard for them to do. Jesus knew that. 
these disciples soon, within a decade, they will experience the real storm in life. The early Christians experienced the storms in life. When Nero, he was just going crazy, man, maniac. He set the fire in Rome. And he blamed, framed Christians that they did it. And he started mar uh, killing, massacring them. That was about the time Mark was written. From 64 to 70. And soon Roman soldiers went into Jerusalem and destroyed Jerusalem city and the temple and killed thousands and tens of thousands of people. Hundreds of thousands of people. That was about time Mark was written. Jesus knew that this, these storms would come soon and they, the disciples had to face these storms. Early Christians, when they experienced the storms of life, they survived because they knew how to deal with their vulnerability. They had faith. They didn't give up and give in. They persevered because they had faith, not because they had power. Their faith was not in their thoughts. They lived out their faith, and for them, faith was everything. It was their faith that made Christianity survive through the storm. Christianity survived not through their own power, but through faith. To me, it is a miracle how Christianity survived. It was a small movement, and then people called this cult, and it became the world religion. That survival was a miracle. When their sisters and brothers were thrown into lion's den, and when Nero killed Christians, they, they, he didn't just kill them. He, the, the corpses, he put on the stake, uh, and the, 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 uh, the, the uh, wooden stick, and it light up, and they used it as a lamp. And that's how it uh, light up the Rome, uh, Roman city. When that happened, every day, the Christians felt silence of God. That is what vulnerability is, silence of God, absence of God. But they didn't give up. They believed. Sometimes in your life too, when you go through storms of life, some, sometimes you feel that God is silent. You feel that God, your prayers are not even heard, never mind being answered. You feel that God is not even hearing your prayer. But God is never asleep. God always cares for us. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Somehow, the disciples who had the faith of the mustard seed became the spiritual giants who had the faith of the tree. That change happened in the disciples. We don't know how their faith grew. They didn't know it either. 
all we need, all you need is faith of the mustard seed. Just as their faith has been transformed from faith in their thoughts to real faith, our faith will be transformed too someday. When we have faith that can embrace our own vulnerability, nothing in the world can destroy you. You have the treasure. When you have that kind of faith, no challenge will be too big for you to handle. That's amazing gift that you will have. When life's difficulties hit you, so don't complain. Because only through the vulnerability you learn that kind of faith. That is great opportunity for you to grow your faith, real faith. Just learn to trust in God every day. When your energy is totally exhausted, when you don't feel nothing, when you feel nothing hopeful about tomorrow, when you feel you're not confident, when problems are too big for you to handle, simply trust. Learn to trust in God every day. From morning, when you wake up, until evening. Experience that. When you feel that, oh, nothing is going right. But learn to trust in God. Things will work out. And from there, you learn the power of your faith. And over the years, that mustard seed, the faith of mustard seed will become the faith of the tree. And you'll be greatly blessed and you'll be able to be used by God in a great way. Let us praise.